Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. I am Jason Kong. He is Bill Alexander. Good morning to you, Bill. How are you? Well, good morning, Jason. Uh, it's another Saturday. Yeah, it, boy. It is. Did you survive Valentine's Day? Did you oh, get through it okay? It's better than surviving. Valentine's Day is a special day. And I, I actually, I hope everyone had a, a wonderful Valentine's Day. It's, it's, uh, it, it's important for us to be able to show uh, our thanks and our appreciation to our loved ones, and particularly our spouse. Um, You know, uh, that's what Valentine's Day is all about. And it's, you know, it's nothing more than that, but that's really important. (laughs) It is. And, you know, uh, in thinking about, of course, we had our seminars on on Valentine's Day as well, not trying to take anything away, (laughs) but trying to add to the fact that actually um, planning is an important way to show your love and affection and how important your family is to you. I mean, and, and of course, our seminar uh, is for folks um, who are worried. Sometimes they're in crisis or they're certainly worried about long-term care needs. And um, this seminar is one of the few ways that people can get good, accurate information on uh, uh, benefits and uh, solutions, if you will, regarding uh, long-term care. Um, it's really hard to come by, and that's why the seminar seminars have, have been um, – important to this community for a long time. Um, but if you get right down uh, to um, how to take care of your family, it's uh, not it, – it, a lot of it is planning. You know, there are a lot of folks that avoid estate planning thinking it's all about doing a will. It's mm-hmm. all about death. Uh, and, and the fact of the matter is while your will is part of the planning – uh, at least in my office, most of the planning that we do is about life. It's about how can we do it better. Um, and a state, a state planning should be about life planning. And so truthfully, the focus, uh, while a will can be important, because if you don't do one, the state's got one for you, and it will surprise people to know that the state's plan is is rarely what people would like it to be. <laughs> you know, people assume uh, wrongly that if they don't have a will, everything just goes to their spouse um, and then equally to their children. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, an estate plan for a lot of folks, but quite, I mean, in terms of a will, but uh, if you don't have a will, that's not the way the, the state of North Carolina or any other state that I'm aware of distributes uh, your property. So, but I, I really want to get away from talking about wills because estate plans have so much more to do with how do we take care of each other. Uh, and um, what, you know, one of the hardest things in. Um, for folks to really sink for for them for the information to sink in is the fact that not all documents are the same it, you know there there are a lot of folks that think well hey if i've got a will it it you know it works and that may be true and it may not be true but 
the same thing's true about powers of attorney. If I've got one, it's going to work in all cases, no matter what. And actually, th- that is about as far from the truth as it gets. Your uh, general durable power of attorney, you know, which sometimes is called a business power of attorney or a financial power of attorney, for most people, um, it's a very simple document that only works for simple transactional kinds of things. It doesn't work for asset protection. It doesn't work to take care of you or your family if if things go sour. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one of the big differences in terms of what we give our clients. Uh, we, we certainly make sure our documents have documents that will work in a crisis. Uh, they're the, not the kind of documents you can get uh, from uh, on your own. Uh, and, and typically, they're not the kind of documents that other attorneys give you either. So uh, it's really important when it comes to planning. Uh, I have a good friend who uh, practices up in Dayton, Ohio, uh, and his practice is very similar to mine, and and, uh, we've both been doing this for many, many years. And and one of the things that he says to folks, and I I agree with him wholeheartedly, says basically if you're doing estate planning uh, and you're not doing it with an elder law attorney who is almost in every instance an estate planner Mm – you're missing the boat because you'll pay about the same and you'll get so much more sophisticated uh, advice and help from a planner who is also an elder law attorney. Um, it, I mean, what we do for our clients is so much different from what most people do. And it's important for folks to know that. Yeah, it certainly is. And I think if if folks have these documents and they're not sure if it will do exactly what they want them to do, it's probably a good time to give Bill a call and uh, go to WGALaw.com and say, hey, I want you to review these because that could be uh, a very, very important thing for most folks. Well, well, it is. And of course, I I have been trying to to tell folks that um, to have good asset protection, uh, it's a combination uh, and it's a combination that where we do it in our office, but again, it's it's rarely seen in other offices. And that's where you're looking at, at your planning from different angles. Um, you know, with the, the foundation block for any asset protection plan is not necessarily your legal documents, although that's an important piece. The cornerstone is actually liability insurance, but liability insurance doesn't do it all by itself. It's important, and I would say that anyone that has anything that's important to protect should not only have good liability insurance, but they should also have umbrella coverage, which gives you a much higher level of protection when it comes to your insurance policy. And, of course, the most dangerous thing that any of us do uh, where we can create huge liability where our policy will protect us is in our automobile or truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, our vehicles are the, are the number one uh, situation. But liability insurance doesn't protect us from all other 
situations, uh, which could be contractual business type of liabilities. It could be marital problems, you know, divorces. Unfortunately, where the greatest number of people uh, lose their shirt, <laughs> if you will. Uh, and, of course, uh, so liability coverage with the insurance is not – doesn't do it by itself. But it is extremely important to families. Next comes having the right legal documents in place. And, of course, um, the – uh, legal documents could include uh, a limited liability company or a corporation. Um, that's you know those are uh, th- those are the types of entities that can help families limit liability for themselves, and then trusts, uh, other legal documents that typically can be revocable trusts and irrevocable trusts can also give people. Uh, protection as well. So those are the those are two very very important legs, and then you have to add into that uh, how you own your property, and of course how you own your property also. In other words, who owns it? What's the title? Who? Mm-hmm. Where does it go? And a lot of folks don't realize that if you don't understand how title affects your legal documents, you're in real trouble. Because oftentimes the way you own your property will undo the best legal plan. So it has to be a part of your planning process. And then the fourth leg, if you will, is the fact that is your financial plan. You know, how does that fit in to everything else you're doing? And it all commingles. And what a lot of folks don't realize, you know, a, a stool can stand on three legs. But this is... Uh, when we're really talking, and what I mean by standing on three legs, that means it's it, even though with a stool it can be a solid uh, sit, but it may not be uh, right for you. You really right. need all four legs, and they need to be <laughs> done exactly right for a good estate plan, a good asset protection plan uh, to work. Um, it has to all fit together. So you either have to have professionals that work closely together if you have different people doing these strategies, or you have to have somebody who can do all of these things together in a, in a consistent way. And of course, we're obviously one of the few places that can actually put each of these together. And I, I enjoy working with other professionals uh, and do quite frequently um, where I can put part of these uh, plans together with the help of, of some other financial um, folks and other advisors as well. Well, if you need to get the legs on your stool checked out, head on over to <laughs> WGALaw.com, get a hold of Bill, and uh, now's as good a time as any, especially, uh, as we said, just after Valentine's Day. A good way to show someone that uh, a spouse or someone that you really love them, that you care about them, is to go ahead and get your estate planning taken care of. A quick break mm-hmm. and back and more asset protection today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him at WGALaw.com. I am Jason Kong. He is Bill Alexander. And Bill, last segment, you mentioned a little bit about 
uh, revocable trusts and irrevocable trusts, but we want to spend a little bit of time here talking about uh, revocable trusts in particular. I, I do. Um, basically, and a lot of folks will basically say, well, I don't understand trusts. Um, and truthfully, they um, can be technical, but generally they're not as technical as people think, and they're not difficult. Um, here's, here's what a trust is. It's an agreement. Mm-hmm. How difficult is that to understand? <laughs> okay? It basically is where um, uh, a, a trust is created by somebody who wants things, it's, it allows a person to um, reach an agreement with themselves, if you will. Uh, sometimes it includes your spouse. Uh, in fact, oftentimes it will include your spouse in terms of what you're trying to do together. But the bottom line is it, I don't know of any client that doesn't appreciate or significantly want control. <laughs> they want to maintain control of their affairs. They want to maintain control of their financial resources um, until the bitter end. I mean, basically, and then they want to make sure that what they have, their the legacy that they have developed through their lifetime works for their children and grandchildren. And what that means for a lot of folks is that when you make your gift to your children, you put strings on it. In other words, you actually control to some degree what's going to happen with that money. And, and quite frankly, you can, you can create a plan uh, and, uh, which totally protects your spouse and ensures that your children enjoys your legacy and even your grandchildren enjoys your legacy. And now, the only way to accomplish that, frankly, is through a trust. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're with me on that and you like the concept of being able to take your hard-earned assets that you know you have created during your lifetime and be able to give it to your children in a wrapper so that it's protected. You know, I'm all about asset protection. And the fact of the matter is we can leave our property to our spouse in a way that's totally asset protected for our spouse, and then it goes to our children in an asset protected wrapper, and then it goes to our grandchildren. What's better than that? And, and, you know, if you can, you know, one of the big concerns that uh, folks have for their children is concern over their marriage, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because marriage um, typically means that everything's divided equally and you go your separate way. And then, of course, uh, for most people, they are um, uh, financially strapped for a number of years after that. And um, but a parent can basically leave their inheritance to their child where the child can control the trust, but it's protected. It never becomes marital property. So guess what? If there is a divorce, that property is not considered in the divorce settlement and it stays with your child to be used by your child and eventually by your grandchildren. And it uh, doesn't go 
into that divorce proceeding at all, so it's not equitably divided. Well, that's really important for folks to be able to know that that their hard-earned assets that they leave their children will not go to a spouse that's left their child, uh, you, you know, uh, where a marriage uh, breaks up and ends in divorce, which unfortunately is not an uncommon thing these days. But um, asset protection is in terms of, uh, of where somebody's trying to take it away from you in that sense is an important part of asset protection, and it's an important part of trust planning. It should be considered in every trust plan that we do. You know, a lot of folks think that uh, that revocable trusts are just about avoiding probate, you know, so that you don't have to pay the courthouse the money that goes there, which oftentimes a trust will save a family, um, you know, four, five, six thousand dollars in court costs and mm-hmm. you know what the court basically charges you to process your your uh, property through the courthouse well the um north carolina is not nearly as bad as some other states uh, as it relates to those courthouse costs but um but we you can still uh, get pinged up to six thousand uh, dollars in north carolina so a lot of folks know that a trust is cheaper than that yeah. uh and so but the, the, there are many, many, many other advantages just to uh, than just avoiding probate. And of course, if you avoid probate, it uh, allow it speeds the process of administering your estate, and the professional fees are much, much less uh, as well if you're not having to do it through the courthouse. So people save a lot of money in the long run when mm-hmm. it comes to trust. The bad news is a trust costs more money up front than a will does. But at the same time, for those who are really looking at the long-term goals of protecting their assets and saving money, revocable trusts uh, really work. But, and I know we have to take a break, but when, here's the thing. There's another entity out there that takes away your money from you each and every year. Uh, what do you think that might be? Oh, I was going to say my son, but that's probably not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, your children are always uh, with their hands out. Yeah, got that. But uh, I'm talking about uh, somebody else who always has their hands in your pocket. As Uncle Sam, maybe? Ah, now Here we're we getting go. there. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that trust can be your friend when it comes to Uncle Sam, uh, as, and I'm not sure what the Department of Revenue here is called, uh, <laughs> but them too. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, when we come back, uh, I, I, I want to talk about the fact that trust can also be used um, uh, to save your family on income taxes. Uh, a lot of folks think that trusts are only about estate taxes. And traditionally, that's uh, really what it was about. Uh, a lot of it was avoiding estate tax. Right now, people don't have to worry about that. But you can't, because you don't have to worry about estate tax, you can, in fact, put income tax planning into your trust based plan. Well, that's interesting, and we'll hear all about that in just a bit. A quick break and back with more asset protection today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF.
Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about Bill online at WGALaw.com. I am Jason Kong. Thank you so much for joining us this Saturday morning. And we've been talking uh, a little bit about estate planning and trusts. And Bill, just before we left off last segment, uh, you were going to tell us about how uh, basically, you can implement some income tax planning into your trust plan. Well, absolutely. And in fact, this is really important for folks who've had a revocable trust for a number of years. You know, And truthfully, if you have not had your trust plan reviewed in the last year or so, this is a good time um, to um, have that process reviewed again. Um, And here's the thing. Almost all of the older revocable trusts were uh, created for the purpose of reducing or eliminating your potential estate tax liability. Um, But now, because the exemption for estate tax is so high, you know, it's it's actually um, not quite $11.2 million per person. Well, the bottom line is is that n- now we're talking about the l- last um, uh, group of folks, the richest folks in, in the, the country, um, and the rest of us escape a state tax altogether. So what should our focus turn to? Income tax. Uh, just as an aside, do you know under the new uh, regime how many estate tax returns w- will be expected this year um, I've for no, 2018? I have no clue. I wouldn't even know where to begin. It's really amazing. 1,800. Wow. That's all. That's it. That's it in terms of deaths this year. That's uh, the, that's the number of estate tax returns expected to be filed. Now, the scary part is that my expectation is because you got a lot of IRS auditors in Washington, and guess what? Their workload just decreased by about ninety percent. Yeah. So, guess what's going to happen to all the estate tax returns that are filed? They'll all get audited. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more scrutiny on their part. <laughs> yeah. So that's scary, too. Um, so, uh, But the bottom line is nobody is going to have to file them anymore, uh, not except for the richest of the rich. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, now, income tax. The bottom line is, is that almost all of your revocable trusts have been uh, uh, designed – to reduce estate tax. And, and the way it's been done is with what's called a credit shelter trust and uh, the like. And I don't want to get too technical because that will just pe- make people glaze over. But the bottom line is, is that uh, there is a concept that can help. There's a, a lot of different concepts that can help. But the bottom line is that, in essence, what helps is a what's called a double step up in income tax basis. People understand, you know, they hold property for many years and it appreciates in value. In fact, a lot of families don't want to sell their appreciated property during their lifetime because they don't want to pay capital gains tax on it. Well, 
and and this is a really important concept. And and the folks, know, they may not know why, but they know that if they die and their children inherit it, that the children don't have to pay capital gains. And well, and the same thing's true for a spouse if if it's owned completely by uh, the uh, spouse who dies. Well, what I want folks to know is if you have a really good planner who understands how to implement a st- income tax into your trust-based planning, you can always get a double step up in income tax basis on your appreciated property. Um, and so that, in other words, there are ways that you can put things into your trust. And, of course, you're not going to find these these uh, implementation tools on LegalZoom or with uh, people who do simple trusts that really don't understand the tax implications of what they're giving you. And there are an awful lot of trusts out there that were simply designed to avoid probate. But I'm saying if that's all you're doing, you're missing the boat right. because your trust can actually – save a lot of income tax if it's designed properly. And so one of the advantages that what's called a community property state, and there are 13 of them in the United States, we're a separate property state. We're not a community property state. Um, There um, is uh, the the nice thing about community property is there's a full step up in income tax basis upon the death of each spouse. Well, that's not true in separate property states like North Carolina. You get a half step up if the property is owned equally by both spouses, um, which is really important for folks to understand. Well, the bottom line is there are provisions you can put into a revocable trust that makes your trust it, it in essence gives you the same relief that a community property state so you get a double step up in income tax basis well that saves you an awful lot of money uh just there now there uh and i'm i'm not going to go into it because it is technical and i don't want people to glaze over <laughs> But uh, f- folks who have a lot of different kinds of properties and businesses, this may be the time where you separate those out into uh, trusts, irre- irrevocable trusts for your children and grandchildren um, because uh, you can, um, in-, in essence, use the new tax law uh, to – reduce income tax. In other words, you can, in each trust, if each trust makes less than $157,000, you can get that 20% uh, uh, exemption off of the income from that trust. Mm -hmm. And so thereby saving a good bit of, of money uh, particularly if you're at the higher tax brackets. It, so it can make a huge difference if you separate it out um, for your children and grandchildren in advance. And so there are just some techniques where you can actually, if you will, game the system <laughs> uh, so that you can significantly reduce your income tax. Uh, and that uh, is an important concept for folks to understand. But it's all done with trusts, and these are not the kind of trusts that you're going to get anywhere uh, in terms of a simple trust or, 
you know, the uh, the online trust. Uh, this is not the kind of planning you can get there, but it makes a huge difference um, to folks. And I want folks to know that trust-based planning for those who do have something to leave their children and grandchildren can can make a huge difference for them while they're alive and at their death for their children and grandchildren and their spouse mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And, and get asset protection at the same time. Yeah. And if you're going to do it, might as well do it right. And if you need some help, head on over to WGALaw.com. That's WGALaw.com and schedule an appointment with Bill and get your documents checked out. Or if you have a trust and uh, you think it's not up to snuff, give him a call and he'll, he'll let you know one way or the other. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here alongside Bill Alexander. And Bill, we've had a jam-packed show so far. We've covered a lot of ground and there's still more to cover. I think we're going to dive into IRAs now, right? Well, again, that's an area that a lot of folks don't completely understand. Mm -hmm. And I can understand why. And actually, for a lot of folks, it's... um, uh, underserved, if you will. Uh, but the bottom line is is th- that um, most folks today are trying to sock away as much as they can, or they should be trying to sock away as much as they can into their 401k plan at work if they have one, and if they don't, into uh, IRAs uh, or any other kind of retirement accounts. Because the bottom line is, at the end of the day, if we don't have a really strong retirement um, account, uh, we're going to be in trouble uh, in our retirement years. And I would, I would say that folks, uh, in, particularly employees with 401ks, really need to pay attention to their 401ks. Uh, the, and I hate to say it, that most people don't. Most people uh, make investment choices one time, uh, at the beginning when they start with an employer and they never look back and they never change how their 401k is invested. Now, sometimes those are limited investments. Uh, in other words, you only get to choose from among the uh, funds that your employer has selected for you. But you still typically have options in there where you can move funds around some mm-hmm. without any cost to you in doing it. And people really need to look at it or at least have a financial advisor look at it for them and possibly make better choices uh, for them uh, as they as they go from year to year. Or it's just like uh, recently we had a we've had a huge downturn in the market. Well, did we know that the uh, market was overvalued? Yeah, we talked about it on this show. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what I'm saying is if people uh, acted upon that, they could have, even in their 401k, they could have called their custodian and said, you know, I I really want to move out of these equity funds and and go into bond funds or cash for the time being. That would have been wise Mm -hmm. uh, to do that. Uh, But the focus that I want to talk about right now is, you know, when you retire, uh, you can get more control of your retirement accounts than most 
people have. And I think it's really important for folks to understand that. And for the majority of people, it is a huge advantage to move from a 401k into an IRA. Now, there is um, something called a self-directed IRA, which many people should look at, but uh, and I'm going to take it one one additional step. But as, uh, for most people, a self-directed IRA simply means that they get to choose, or their financial advisor gets to choose, what investments they want from any. Thing as it relates to stocks, bonds, mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, uh, and the like. But here's the thing. That type of self-directed IRA um, is still all about the stock market and all the variables with the stock and bond markets. Okay? Now, and this is what I want folks to know. Uh, is that you can take a you can make for a true self-directed IRA if you do it right, and that's something that we can do in our office that you're not going to find uh, very often. Now, what am I talking about? Are there ways to make money other than? in the stock market, stock and bonds. You think there's ways to do that? Sure. Well, some people are really good at making money in markets other than the stock and bond market. You know, we have a lot of real estate investors. In fact, I had the pleasure of talking to a group of ladies uh, who are really good businesswomen, uh, and they're in groups called WIRE. You know what that stands for? I do not. Women in Real Estate. Okay. <laughs> Easy enough. <laughs> we have a number of chapters in this in this area. And I, in fact, I hope I get to talk to some of, of these chapters uh, in the near term about this concept. Because um, if you make money and you're good at it, you have specialized knowledge, you can actually... Uh, uh, create a true self-directed IRA where you can use your retirement money the way that you're now using your investment money, you know, your before-tax money or your after-tax money. And so, for instance, if you're really good at um, uh, flipping houses or buying rental properties or or whatever, um, you can in essence, create an entity uh, with a custodian so that you can invest your retirement funds into the things that you know about uh, and make good make good money. You can even, you know, there are uh, there's there's one that I'm very much aware of where you can even be a lender. With with security, in other words, you can have a you can make a loan with a security agreement uh, where um, your money's protected, and you know make five, six, seven percent interest on the loan. You know that's uh, doable uh, with a true self-directed IRA, or you can use it uh, to purchase real estate. 
uh, or to flip houses or to, um, uh, uh, well, uh, it can be used in a lot of ways. I mean, if, for instance, if you have specialized knowledge about buying gold or silver or Bitcoin, uh, you can use your retirement accounts to do that. You can even mix your, in other words, you can create an entity with a, a traditional IRA as one member. Another member can be your Roth IRA. Hmm. Another member can be um, just regular investments from you. So in essence, you can have two retirement account members and uh, a non-retirement account member to invest like this. Now, some of the financial advisors out there might not like me for telling folks that this is doable because almost all retirement money, all your is are not doing what I'm just mentioning that you can do. But there are many folks out here that feel much more secure investing in real estate than they do in the stock market. They understand real estate, and they don't understand the stock market <laughs> and right. the ups and downs. Um, so I'm just saying to folks, and I want them to know that if they have uh, uh, retirement accounts that are meaningful and that they want to be able to invest it in a way different from what they've ever invested before, they need to come see us and let us show them how this can actually be done. Yeah, that's a fascinating technique that I had never heard of, but uh, it sounds well, like something people should take advantage of. It, it's, you know, it's the kind of thing, Jason, where uh, uh, we get better as we get more experience under our belt. And, and truthfully, a few years ago, uh, I had uh, a client who asked me, uh, can I, should I, uh, do this kind of alternative IRA investing into real estate. And and back then, and part of it was, I won't say ignorance, it was out of caution. I basically said, it's doable. I know it's doable. However, it's fraught with uh, issues if you don't do it right. Now that I've learned far more about it, I'm much more comfortable in leading people uh, to be able to do it successfully without uh, crossing those barriers where you can get in trouble. And so um, in a, if you can invest in a safer way, because I'm all about safety. Right. <laughs> you know, if you can do it where you don't have the same kind of market risk that you see in the stock market, um, you know, that appeals to me and it appeals to other folks. And the fact that it appealed to me is why I wanted to learn everything I could about it to, so I could offer it to my clients uh, if there are other folks out there like that who are really interested in being able to do some of these alternative investments with the retirement accounts. You know, f for most people, their retirement account is actually their largest asset now. You know, back in the day, it was always your home. Mm -hmm. But today, for most people, it's not their home anymore. It's, it's actually their retirement account is their largest asset. Interesting. Well, if you're uh, interested in learning about that technique or that plan, head on over to WGALaw.com and get a hold of Bill. Again, that's WGALaw.com. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF.
Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Our final segment here, Bill, and we just wrapped up our conversation on self-directed IRAs. But uh, well, I, no, no, no. It's it's not just self-directed IRAs because if you do that, you're really talking about just more flexibility investing in the markets. I'm actually talking about. How do you use your money in a non-stock market way, not stocks, not bonds, not mutual funds, not exchange-traded funds within the market, but how do you use it in a way that you have special knowledge about in terms of making money? But I have to warn folks, this is not an area that you should get into as a do-it-yourselfer. You need good legal documents and you need good legal advice to, to make sure that it's done right so that you can make all that money safely. Right. <laughs> and if you're a radio host, to even talk about it smartly. So, uh, yeah, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. And that's something that I would encourage people to go to your website, WGALaw.com, to check out. Also want to remind everyone, hey, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., Money Secrets on the CW22. This is another great way for folks to get some tips from you, Bill. Well, it's a lot of fun for me to do both. But truthfully, this radio show is is <laughs> really my first love. I really enjoy doing this, and I hope folks uh, get something out of it. Excellent, excellent. And folks can join us every Saturday morning at 11 is when we do this. And uh, Bill's always got some great advice. And uh, we hope that you'll join us again next week for Asset Protection Today. A reminder, WGA Law Dot com is the place to go to find more information. Thank you to everyone who attended the seminars on Valentine's Day this past Wednesday. We've got another round coming up next month. You're going to want to continue to listen to this show and also head over to WGALaw.com to find more information about that as well. We are out of time here. Again, thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I am Jason Kong. Thanks for listening to Asset Protection Today on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great day, everyone.